Whether you love him or hate him, you're watching Coach Prime in Colorado. You are Locked On Buffs, your daily podcast on the Colorado Buffaloes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another episode of Locked on Bus. I am your host, Kevin Borber. Today's episode of Locked on Bus is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked on College for $20 off your first purchase. This is, like I said, Locked on Buffs, your team every single day, right here for free, wherever you get your podcasts. So thank you for joining us. Today, we're talking about everyone watching Colorado. Um, they've been the subject of criticism, praise, hype, buzz, whatever other word, any other adjective that basically means people are watching, they're getting. And we we saw this with the TV viewers uh, through week four. Um we finally got to see how many people were viewing games. And for Colorado, they have a slight uh, 23 million viewership lead over the next team, which is Oregon. So these uh, views were released and Colorado has 35 million point 23, excuse me, 35.23 million views. Oregon comes in at second with 12.8, 12.58. Then Colorado State has 9.3, thanks to the obviously the Colorado game. Utah, the back-to-back defending Pac-12 champions, 5.82. Oregon State, 5.13. USC, 4.3. And that's also because USC has played, I think, they've played one or two games on the Mountain West, or the Mountain West, the Pac-12 network so far. Then Washington State, San Jose State. So what does this tell us? Well, one, all those people that tell you they don't care about Colorado, they don't care about Coach Prime, they're just wrong. There's literally the proof is in the pudding, as they say. They have 35 million viewers through through four weeks. And to put that into perspective, um, I wrote an article not too long ago about Stanford and where they ranked in views over the past decade or so. And it was obviously it was obviously more higher than people realize it because this was obviously about an article for Stanford making their case for being in a power five conference, which obviously they are now, but this was released by the athletic. And this was how many people or how many um, average viewers teams were getting per game from the span of 2015 to 2019. They excluded COVID because COVID was a year weird year for sports and then 2021. And so Oregon was the most, they averaged the most viewers per game with 1.96, which We'll just call that an even 2 million. Um, multiply that by 12 games. That's 24 million um, viewers per game or per season. Same thing with Stanford. They were 1.8. Uh, Washington, Colorado is at 1.4. So even Oregon, they will just call it a clean two just to make my math easier. They average 24 million viewers per the entire season. For the entire season, they were getting 24 million views in the regular season, we'll say. I don't know about the bowl games, obviously. But when you look at the numbers now, Colorado has surpassed that mark by over, I think, 9 million-ish, maybe even 10 million. So they're getting what Oregon was getting in a whole year in four weeks. And so if Colorado continues at this rate, uh, that'd be insane because it's, we'll call it a 35 times yeah 35 million viewers for four weeks so we'll just add that up 35 times 
35, excuse me, times two. 35 times three. They're going to average or they're going to get over 100 million viewers this season. And that's not counting um, if they make it to a bowl game or say they say they beat USC this week. That game is going to be going through the roof with viewership. I think that game will do more numbers than uh, Oregon and Colorado did just because USC is a bigger brand than than Oregon, obviously. And it's on Fox, big noon kickoff, 9 a.m. So it's right in the middle of the day, or except for us people on the West Coast. That's at 9 a.m. So we're we're waking up. It's big noon kickoff, so it's at noon or 11 Central, 10, I believe, Mountain Time. But Colorado, people care about Coach Prime. They care about Colorado. They care about what he's doing. And there's nothing more you can really say about that because I, I feel like a lot of people in the comments, and a lot of them are, are it's kind of weird. I feel like Oregon fans are more salty or have more of a salty energy after the Colorado, after beating Colorado by 36 points, they feel more salty than Colorado fans do. And I, it's not to kind of like poke fun or be like, you know what, like we're not salty or Colorado fans are salty. It's just, they're coming with an energy. Like they didn't win the game. Like they're still trying to prove themselves. It's like, congrats. You won by 36. Good job. There's a, you beat the living hell out of Colorado. You beat them by 36. You embarrass them. You showed what their flaws were and they still have like this weird energy, but, I have a lot of people saying nobody cares. Nobody cares. Nobody's watching Colorado. And that's just not, it's just simply not true. We have the proof. The numbers are there. Colorado, even if you compare it to Oregon, because that's who I'm talking about at the moment, Colorado has, was a 23 more, 23 million more viewers or around 22. If you factor in the hundred thousands, but we'll go 22 million more viewers through their first four weeks. And Oregon played a marquee game against Texas tech. And that would that could have been a game that boosted them, but it didn't. So it just goes to show you how many people care about Coach Prime in Colorado. I think that number is only going to continue to rise as the program improves. And realistically, Colorado has they have the palm of the world in their hands. They just have to take advantage. They win a big game here or there, and they're going to continue to draw in viewership. Obviously, if they go on a little losing streak. I don't know what that number looks like, but they have outside of USC. This week, they have Arizona State and Stanford after that. So they'll have some winnable games. Um, obviously, th- when they're on the Pac-12 network, I don't think they're going to get as much viewership, but that's kind of how it shakes out. Every team in the Pac-12 has to play two games on the Pac-12 network. And so, yeah, I'm not surprised at all that people are watching, um, but it is pretty insane to say, pretty insane to see, excuse me, just how many people are watching Colorado? Uh, because you told me last year that people were watching Colorado at this rate. I would have called you crazy. I was like, Carl Durrell with the 111 squad. Yeah, okay, that's not happening. But people care about Coach Prime. They care about his team. And this team is one that, while they looked terrible on Saturday, they're an exciting team. They have a high-powered offense, um, defense. They get a lot of turnovers. And so there's a lot of reasons to watch Colorado. And I think we're going to continue to see that number rise. And, yeah, just – for everyone, for anyone that tells you that no one's watching Colorado, just flip them onto this episode, first segment, because people are watching. 35 million people, to be exact. Uh, we've seen the proof multiple times, but now it's, it's we got that hard proof. We got the numbers. Um, this episode of Locked on Buffs is brought to you by Game Time. Let me tell you about Game Time a little bit. If you've ever been in a situation where you want to go, maybe to a Colorado game, and there's, all their home games are sold out, so it's difficult to find these tickets. And you want to plan this months in advance because you got to figure out the ticket, your hotel situation, the tickets you don't have to worry about. You shouldn't have to worry about buying your tickets to your next big event because game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. 
They have killer last minute deals, all in prices, uh, views from your seat and their best guarantee and their best price guarantee. Game time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. They have last minute tickets, flash deals, zone deals, easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area. Views from all seats in the venue. Um, see the view from your seat before you buy so you know, know exactly what to expect when you arrive so you're not randomly si- sitting behind a pole or something crazy. Uh, they have all-in price to show your total up front so you know you're getting a great deal without the hidden fees. Those hidden fees by those other competitors are brutal. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event and, and even after an hour after it starts, excuse me. It's the place to find the last-minute seats. So take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On College for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply again. Create an account and redeem code Locked On L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-C-O-L-L-E-G-E for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute price, last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. We are back, and we're talking about Travis Hunter. Uh, obviously, they were without Travis Hunter for the Oregon game. It didn't go well. I don't know how big of a difference he would have made just because of how how quickly that game got out of hand. But he showed his heart. He showed how dedicated he is because realistically, and this is probably like a hot take since he's two years or he has this year and next year before he's draft eligible. Travis Hunter is probably one of those guys where he could sit out. Like, say this injury happens next year. He could sit out and still be, like, a top 10 pick. He's that good. But he wants to be back. He wants to play. He wants the ball. Um, so, Coach Prime was in a meeting with his with the Colorado squad, and he's telling them about a text he got from Travis Hunter. And it says, I need to play this week. We need to get everything we can so I can get back on the field. I'm not taking no for an answer. So, then... Sanders tells the team and he's like, who do you think sent me that? And the group tells him they're like Travis. And then he, this is what he said to Travis. No, you ain't ready. And I care more about you than I care about this game. And then read to the group. You're going to change the game of football one day when you're healthy and ready. Your future is brighter than mine will ever be. And ever was relax and get healthy. I love you, son. That's just amazing. And then coach prime talked about missing Travis. He says, Travis is always going to be missed. He's the best darn player in college football. How is he not missed? That's just like saying you're writing an article and your uh, pen is missing. That's how much he means. You know, I think, one, if you're Colorado, you love to see the buy-in from Travis Hunter. You'd probably love to have Travis Hunter because I broke down the PFF numbers yesterday, and it just wasn't great for the guys that were filling in for him. I think it was a little difficult for them to cover Troy Franklin and company. It was a little difficult for the secondary to kind of just hold up. I think with Travis Hunter, there's always a chance that he's kind of going to make an insane play and they just don't have that. They don't have the, a corner on the roster outside of Travis, who's going to make a diving interception on a ball five yards away from him, like six yards away from him or whatever. They don't have a guy who's just going to lock down one side of the field. Or I was thinking about this the other day is it, it should be a third of the field because obviously you have like the right boundary or the right hash or the right side, whatever you want to call it, middle of the field, then the left. So it's a third of the field because um, I guess the safeties and linebackers got the up mid, the middle. Either way, different different discussion for a different day. But Travis Hunter locks down a portion of the field, and they just don't have that. And they don't have someone who could just make a huge play when they need it. And it's tough because, honestly, that Colorado team is a way different team without him. And it's hard to 
it's hard to watch games without a player like Travis Hunter and be like, yeah, they wouldn't have won. Or like, I don't know what he does for that Oregon game. I don't know if he, maybe he shuts down a receiver. Maybe he doesn't, but maybe he makes a huge interception, returns it for pick six or whatever. Maybe Travis Hunter just always makes big plays. So Colorado lost at least two or three huge plays um, just by not having him on offense or defense. By the way, guys, let me tell you about college football kickoff live on Locked On. Um, college football season is here, and this season, Locked On is kicking up our coverage with Locked On College Football Kickoff Live. Each Friday, Locked On will go live from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern, every Locked On College YouTube channel, on every Locked On College YouTube channel. Excuse me. College Football Kickoff Live will cover playoff implications. The conference rivalry games can go in-depth like only Locked On can, including insight and analysis from our stable of Locked On College hosts covering their team every day. Find Locked On College Football Kickoff Live every day from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern on any Locked On College YouTube channel. You won't want to miss it. But back to Travis. Not only are they losing a great defender, they're losing a great receiver. And obviously their offense is more capable of making plays without him, but obviously that Oregon defense shut him down. That Oregon defense is a top 15 defense in the country, which is where I think most of my confidence was maybe a little too much. I didn't, I underestimated Oregon's defense. I thought obviously they had a a decent showing against Texas tech, but Texas tech was moving the ball on them. Texas tech was benefiting from Tyler Shuck throwing the ball. He was running the ball all over him. And I was like, this defense just hasn't been tested like by an offense like Colorado. And Boy, did they prove me wrong. I think that defense showcased that they are legit one of the best defenses in the country. is isn't surprising um, because obviously Dan Landon came from Georgia where he helped orchestrate one of, if not the best, college football defense we've ever seen. And now he's bringing that same energy to Oregon. And so I was completely wrong about the Ducks defense. But Travis Hunter, again, just makes plays. He's open. Shadur likes to throw it to him. So it's like you have to wonder on what, on on how he could have changed the game if he was there uh we still don't have a really an update for his his injury um so we're just going to roll with the original three to four week timeline which if you're a colorado fan you don't want to hear that but outside of the usc game this weekend which is going to be another tough game for colorado they have because he already missed Oregon game so that's one week so we'll say two to three more weeks tops three weeks so you, he's going to miss USC. He'll probably miss Arizona State, and there's a chance he can miss Stanford. Arizona State and Stanford are two of the worst teams in college football right now. Um, so if there were games to miss, it'd be that one, and then he could return for a battle with UCLA, who is currently unranked, but they're a really good 3-1 uh, and one team that kind of pushed Utah to the edge. So it was a 14-7 just rock fight, just defense everywhere. Defense was making plays for both teams. So he could return for that. And then they have Oregon State, Arizona, Washington State, Utah to round out the season. So Colorado fans should be hopeful for the Stanford, but for sure the UCLA game based on the timetable we were given. It's just a huge loss. You hate to see it for Colorado and you hate to see it for Travis Hunter. Obviously, I think him watching his team lose was even worse and kind of pushed him to be like, yeah, we I got to get back. But they're just he's just not ready yet, and that's okay. Um, you know who is ready, though, is DoorDash. Every time you have an order, they're going to be ready for you. Missing the syrup for your pancakes or just ran out of your favorite coffee creamer with DoorDash grocery deliver, you could get what you want right when you need it. If you love the convenience of getting what you want right to your door with DoorDash grocery delivery, you could stock up for the week and order last minute cravings conveniently. 
burnt your last piece of toast, your avocado's gone bad, or the hot sauce bottle is empty, try grocery delivery from DoorDash. You'll get everything you want and deliver when you need it right to your door. You trust your DoorDash to deliver your restaurant favorites, and now you can get grocery deliveries. That actually delivers too. With thousands of grocery stores to choose from, you'll find the best in your neighborhood and boost your local economy with each and every order. If you want even more value, you could save on all your grocery and restaurant favorites with a $0 delivery fee on all eligible orders with a DoorDash with a Dash membership pass. Dash pass membership, excuse me. With each easy substitutions right in the app and best in-class customer support, DoorDash delivers groceries exactly how you want it. Get 50% off your first DoorDash order up to $20 up to $20 value when you use code Locked on College at checkout. Limited time offer, terms apply. That's 50% off, up to $20 off, no minimum subtotal, and zero de- delivery fees on your first order when you download Door- the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code Locked on College. Don't forget, that's code Locked on College for 50% off your first order with our good friends over at DoorDash. To conclude the show, we are talking about the keys to beating USC. Um, I'll say there's four or five keys that I could think of um, that I think are important. Up first, block for Shadur. Um, I don't, this is going to be a key every game, and I don't know really if it's going to matter. But Colorado has given up the second most sacks in the country with 23. Only Old Dominion has given up more. And let's let's take a look at Old Dominion's record and just how they're doing. Because I don't know, don't think it's a... I don't think it's any good. Yeah, let me let me see. Yeah, Old Dominion has a solid record of drumroll, please. Oh, hold on, it's loading. Their their website's being a snake right now. They're two and two um, with losses to Virginia Tech, Wake Forest. Their only two wins are over Louisiana, and then they beat Texas A and M University Commerce. So, it's a team that's not uh, a team that you don't want to be in the conversation with. Let's just say that. No offense to Old Dominion, the Monarchs. Great, great mascot, great uniforms, but yikes. Protect Shadur. He has been sacked 23 times. He's on pace to be sacked over 60 times a game. Obviously, when your quarterback takes that many hits, there's at risk for injury. And if Shadur gets hurt, this Colorado offense is going to be in shambles. Obviously, you never want someone to get hurt, and you don't. You expect that this line can improve, but they haven't shown it yet. And USC's going to, they're going to, they saw what Oregon did. And they're going to be rushing Shadur nonstop. So you got to step up. So that's my first key. Protect Shadur. Second key, establish the run. Establish it. Colorado has yet to be able to establish the run. Uh, Shadur is not really a dual threat quarterback. Uh, He can run, but it's not something that like he's like, you're not making a game plan around Shadur running the ball. USC's rush defense or their passing defense is ranked 70th in the country. And their rush defense is about the same. They're just not that sound of a defense. They have, let me see. They rank 75th in um, rushing defense, giving up. They only give up 3.9 yards per carry, but they do give up 136 yards rushing per game. And Colorado needs, they need another element to this offense. And I think a lot of pressure has been put on Sean Lewis to scheme stuff open. Well, no, no defense has to worry about the run. They don't have to worry about putting extra guys in the box because they could stop them with four, three. It doesn't matter. Colorado needs to establish a run. I think that's going to be ultimate. I think it should be ultimate Caskill time. I kind of went on a tangent yesterday about how I expected more um, usage of him. And I think this would be the week to try it. Uh, it's a home game. Get him going. Get some confidence in this offense. So protect Shadur. Get all to McCaskill going. 
the secondary. I don't really know what how to improve the secondary. That's obviously not my job to figure out. That's Coach Primes and the secondary's coach. But you got to be able to stay with these USC receivers, especially when Caleb Williams scrambles, because he can dish it and dime it all over the field. He has 15 touchdowns, no picks. Um, he's completing literally almost 80% of his passes. He is 75 of 101, so he's completed 75-ish percent of his passes. Excuse me. You have to stay with your guys. Can't let them get into open space. These crossing routes by Colorado State hurt them, and and then Oregon was just exposing them in every manner possible. Uh, Troy Franklin was a jump ball getter, um, and USC has some speeds for Zachariah Branch, maybe one of the most electric players in the country. So secondary needs to stick with their man um, for as long as they can. They need to play tighter coverage. Defense, not get okay. I you need to get a pass rush on Caleb Williams, but you need to bring him down or you need to hit him. Because if you just chase Caleb Williams, Caleb Williams around the backfield, you're not you're going to lose. You're not going to do much. That's when he thrives. He'll run around, do a loop de loop around your defensive lineman, just do a 360, and all of a sudden he's hucking the ball 40 yards down the field to a wide open receiver. So you got to get pressure on him, and then you just got to build confidence back. I don't think this team is rattled easily, but I do think you could kind of tell by the end of the by the end of the Oregon game which, I mean, I can't imagine losing by 36 points and being happy, but you can just tell they're a little bit rattled. They need to build some confidence, um, attack this USC defense. This Colorado offense is much better than the Arizona State offense. It's much better than any of the offenses that USC has faced thus far. And USC has given up 28 points to San Jose State. They gave up 14 to Nevada. Stanford scored 10. Arizona State, who, again, like I said, one of the worst teams in college football, 28 points, and at one point in the fourth quarter, it was a one-touchdown game. So build this confidence back up. Colorado has the ability to do all these things. It's just they need to practice well this week, and they need to kind of figure some things out and maybe get some guy, rotate some different guys in there um, to get a new look or just fresh bodies in because obviously running out the same few guys for everything isn't going to work. But Colorado could do this. They have a chance this weekend to kind of beat USC. And those are my five keys. Let me know what you guys think they need to do to beat USC in the comments. I appreciate you guys for tuning in every single day and liking and subscribing to these videos. Um, we're nearing 3,500 subs, which I appreciate. Um, I would like to get there by next week. So let's get there. Let's get there. I mean, we're, we're really close. So I appreciate you guys for tuning in. This has been another great episode of Locked on Bus. I'm Kevin Forbin. You guys have a great day. And Scobus, make sure to tune in to all the podcasts.